out on all of our channels and we'll get started we have everybody on stage that needs to speak today yes from andromeda yes from shade all right carter patrick are your uh are your house decorations as festive as your pfps or or is this the extent of your uh holiday uh holiday gear oh boy i mean our, our christmas tree's got like I, I'm I'm still living with a group of group of guys, so it's 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 like uh, the Christmas tree's got like a baseball bat in it and like a bunch of random decorations. It's pretty it's pretty scrappy, I won't lie, <laughs> but festive nonetheless. Festive nonetheless. Beer cans are good for any occasion. Yeah, my dog does not allow. Uh, like I I can't have a full Christmas tree uh, with my dog, so. I've resorted to just uh, putting garland up around the house. Um, still feels festive, but you know. Are you do do you blast the Christmas music? And I, some people are just like hate Christmas music, and other people love it. No, I did. Someone say my name? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I, I don't particularly listen to Christmas music. I do go through uh, like reruns of. TV shows that I like that always have good Christmas episodes. So that's like my exposure uh, to Christmas, Christmas tunes, rather. I suppose, too, if you're out and about, like you go to like a, a Walmart or a Target, you know, there's they, they got music on there. They're, the vibe the vibe is there. It's out and about. Honestly, just some good like jazz or classical music. It feels just as good as Christmas music. At least from my perspective, but or or Black Sabbath, yeah, oh, yeah. All right, let's go ahead and kick this off. Welcome to Secret Spaces, everybody. Thanks for coming. Thanks for taking the time out of your holidays. For some people, uh, we're getting close to Christmas here, but we're going to fit in one last Twitter space here, and it's a good one. So thanks for being here. Today we have the Shade Protocol team and the Andromeda team. And we're kind of just hosting this for them because the Shade account is unfortunately still inactive. Uh, they had some trouble with their Twitter account, so they're not able to use it right now. So this is a, a big day for Shade and a big day for Andromeda. And we're just here to provide a platform for them to talk about this. So I'm going to hand it over to them. And without further ado, let's let the Shade protocol team introduce themselves. Hey guys, uh, welcome anyone from the Andromeda community or anyone from Cosmos that's excited to, to learn more about their team. Um, from Shape Protocol side, we are a suite of DeFi applications built on top of Secret Network. Uh, we believe privacy is the key to unlocking the full va value of a decentralized future. Uh, we believe it's all about 
um, your money, your data, your decisions. That's what we you know exist to empower. Um, and so with Andromeda, we have the unique opportunity to partner with them, um, not only on the technical side, which is something we'll, we'll dig into, uh, but also on the token side of things, giving the opportunity uh, for folks across the cosmos to uh, acquire the ANDR, uh, ANDR token. So I'm super excited to talk more about that. Um, with that being said, uh, Red, maybe you want to briefly introduce yourself and then we'll hand it over to the Andromeda team to introduce themselves and start to talk about their story, uh, their history, and then their mission. Sure. Thanks for, uh, thanks for that. Um, my name is Red-Eyed Bear. Um, I'm one of the contributors to Shade Protocol, um, mostly focusing on uh, operational management, um, helping keep, uh, keep all of our applications um, as optimized as possible. Um, love working with, uh, with new teams, working on integrating um, existing and new tech with our, um, the privacy solutions that we've got. I'm really excited that Andromeda's uh, next on this list. I think this is going to be a really, really um, cool integration. And we've seen uh, a lot of great success with other uh, partnerships similar to this in the past. And so I've got very, very high hopes um, or sorry, high expectations um, for the level of collaboration that we'll be able to have. So uh, excited for the secret network community and the shade community to learn a little bit more about Andromeda. Um, that way they can share the same level of excitement as uh, as some of the shade contributors do. So Andromeda team, maybe you want to introduce yourselves um, and kind of frame the the problem and the history behind the problem um, and, and what you guys, you know, aim, aim to solve. Terrific. Uh, my name is Matt. I'm a core contributor and uh, I'll let Cody talk about the, the tech piece and I'll, I'll frame the, the problem, but the, the real piece that's going to be the most interesting is how the, uh, the tech piece integrates into the, uh, the larger, larger problem we're trying to solve. We really approached this uh, since the beginning when Cody uh, got the band together is to simplify Web3. You know, we all know, whether it's Shade, Secret, or the Cosmos ecosystem, uh, everything's very difficult. So we took off to uh, try and solve that problem. And that's our real watchword, is to simplify Web3. And what that's turned into is an operating system. And we're really excited about that because that operating system gives a lot of functionality uh, across the Cosmos ecosystem uh, with everyone we're partnered with. And we're really excited uh, about the Shade Secret Partnership because really the core tenets of what we're all about is privacy. And the ability to cross-chain compose privacy really uh, is exciting to us. And so our partnership with, uh, with the Shade Secret team is very exciting to us. And with that, let me pass it over to Cody because he's got a lot to say along those lines. Yeah, you'll have to probably uh, jump in and stop me because I'll, I'll ramble on for a good three or four hours um, waxing on about philosophy. Um, yeah, so, you know, what Matt said about, about the simplification of things, um, really that comes down to abstraction um, and to abstract away the, the technical um, uh, limitations or, the, or not limitations, but the technical um, uh, uh, need, the, the understanding and knowing how to use all these different complex tools out there. Um, I like to use analogies to describe things. And if you if you go back to, you know, 100 years ago and you look at a car um, or what we called a car back then, um, there was, you know, it was, there was a lot of things you had to, you had to know how each part of the car worked. You had to know, you know, how to start it. 
you didn't just get inside and like, you know, Bluetooth your way into your car and then just hit the go button and then like press the pedal. There was a lot of things you had to check before you had to make sure the oil was topped up. You had to make sure that the spark plugs were, were, were going right. And there was always all this technical stuff. And as cars got more and more refined and we, we abstracted away a lot of that kind of stuff, you know, and, and uh, made the systems better, um, you know, that's where we that's where we got today. And so that's kind of what Andromeda is doing with this operating system. It's abstracting a lot of the technical pieces away from what we um, what we see out there. And so no matter what what project or what what game or what what financial application or, or whatever whatever you're using out there, there should be. And I talked to Carter about this uh, a few weeks ago on a, on a uh, a call we had about the ability to simply right click, send to privacy, you know, or like add privacy to any asset you have, and being able to use the secret network as a as a, a, a privacy vault for anything that's out there. You so, so whether you're using, it doesn't matter what protocol you're using on what chain that's out there, you can always just right click, send to, and then, you know, secret. Or if you want to, or if you want to conduct, you know, something directly on the secret network, if you want to do a swap or whatever, or any of the tools inside of Shade, they're right there at your disposal. And using IBC that allows anything to flow in and flow out of secret, and you kind of get things wrapped up pretty quickly. Um, and so that's that's what the operating system allows um, us to do. So there's some really really cool uh, features out there um, that uh, you know we bring we br we we bring all of that functionality that that Secret and Shade have to the rest of the cosmos um, on on day one. So that's 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 probably the best way to explain the the, the easier part. Yeah, that's a that's a great initial um, rundown. When 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 we think about Kind of the the use cases for a protocol there's there's always like different stakeholders involved right like you have protocols interacting with protocols uh you have builders interacting with protocols and then you have users interacting with protocols so maybe you could break down those three different types of um stories uh as it pertains to what does it mean as a user to interact with andromeda what, what does that look like compared to other experiences why is it different why is it better and then maybe also do that from like the the builder's perspective too Cody, that looks like a uh, a softball for you. Oh, he dropped. No, we lost him. Okay, when he comes back on, I'll I'll give it uh, I'll give it my uh, my talk uh, my piece, and then when Cody comes back, he can talk about the uh, the technical piece of this. One one of the things that makes me uh, me laugh about about this with Cody when I ask him about how to, how this actually is better, he equates it to cutting turkey. And we were talking about this during uh, Thanksgiving. He was talking about cutting turkey with an electric knife or with a, a standard single blade where you're doing all the work yourself. Uh, well, he's back now. Cody, can you hear us? Yeah, I can. I got, I got kicked for some reason. Um, yeah, Carter, yeah, Carter, can you, can you quickly just say those, those three pieces again? And I can, I can talk to him real quick. Yes. So it's just kind of, how would you describe what it means for a user to interact with Andromeda and the applications built with it compared to other experiences? Like, why is it better? And then also from a builder builder's perspective, um, what does that look like? Why is it improved, better, easier? And then same from like a protocol interacting with Andromeda. Kind of walk us through those three different kind of stakeholders and how Andromeda <laughs> improves it and what that looks like. Yeah, those are those are three very very different um, like delineated. Uh, topics. So this will be pretty easy because I can I can talk to them in very clear, clear pieces. So um, from a from a user, from an end user, from the the person that's that's getting the most benefit from the system, um, what that looks like is instead of instead of you know your normal day of going out and opening up ten different tabs in your browser and going to ten different websites with ten different um, uh, interfaces and ten different 
um, ways of referencing different objects and having to worry about what chain something happens to be on or where it, where something exists or, or fumbling around through two or three different wallets um, because of compatibility issues or preference or whatever. You basically have one console to interact with all of these different pieces. And so um, it doesn't matter what chain that the the protocol you want to interact with is on. It doesn't matter um, what 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 uh, wallet you're using. Everything can be kind of summed up in one piece. And instead of you know, in in a, especially in a in a bull market, you you sit there and, and every day you go out or you know every day two days whatever you go through your cycle where you go you harvest you know you click sign right click sign click sign you do all these different transactions then you gotta like bring everything back over into one into one place to consolidate it or make decisions. And, you know, for me, that took me sometimes 30, 45 minutes per day of just like just basic maintenance of, of my positions and my different, um, different places. Or I happen to wake up in the middle of the night and I have got a, you know, I've got a liquidation event occurring and I got to go, you know, I got to, got to say, you know, um, uh, recapitalize some things and sell some things off to, to rebalance the loan or whatever. And all these things are sort of like, I, I see them as, as, as like kind of the good old days because like we're doing it ourselves, but we've built a system that allows for all of that stuff to sort of interact and work in one harmonious um, system by abstracting each of those protocols off into, a, into a, a common framework where you can say, hey, if this loan is, is going to get liquidated, sell these assets down in this order at this ratio, right? Or if um, if you want to go out and you want to say say you're staking on I don't know 10 15 20 sometimes uh, different places you can hit you know just like you can do in Kepler where you can go down and hit you know um, uh, claim all well instead of just claim all you could set up a whole process to claim all consolidate back over to 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 you know whatever place you want to do it um, change you know change it all into whatever currency you think is the is you're the most bullish on or whatever you know whatever trade strategy you have. And all this stuff gets done in the background. Once we add automation, you can close your laptop, go to the beach and hang out for the next week. And you don't have to worry about any of these things happening because you programmed it all into the system to handle it for you. So there's none of this like having to you know, move your keys over to your phone while you're traveling or whatever. That's that's never a good idea. Um, and so so that from the from the user standpoint, it simplifies a lot of this stuff because you have one common interface. You can see all your positions all at one time and interact with all of them on chain. Um, and so so this is this this starts to look a lot like pulsar i think it's the name of it that's the the uh that or like the kepler wallet web interface or one of these things but it's but all the tools that we provide are on chain that's a really important piece it's not just a web interface you know because if you close your browser you're done right this is all on chain so all the intentionality and all the programming that you've done all the all the configuration is left on chain to perform uh out there while you're away that's a really important piece that's that's kind of how an operating system works. So um, the next piece you asked about was the developers. Um, so developers um, right now, you know, there's in in the in the larger cosmos we use Rust. Uh, that's a proper language to be to be programming in. I left. I was a, an Ethereum programmer with Solidity and the EVM for a number of years. And after five or six years of of you know developing over there, I said, man, this is this this doesn't feel right. We're five or six years and saying it's not getting easier. It's not getting better. It's getting worse. It's getting more expensive. Like there's got to be a better way, and that's when Rust popped up. So I, I, I really do sing a lot of the praises of what Rust allows um, programmers to do. However, I think um, I think we can all sit here and look at um, at the at the the Web three ecosystem and realize that there's probably for every one Rust developer, there's probably a hundred, two hundred, three hundred. Um, 
uh, people out there that can't program in Rust that are the users. So you've got this really big um, asymmetrical um, amount of value creation versus you know value usage or, or however you want to use that, however you want to say that. Um, and so what we've done is we have taken the same approach that operating systems like Linux have, have done or Unix have, have done in the past. And that's, you know, you don't need to be a C programmer to, to, to build value in a Linux system. You can simply use the command line um, to, build, to build these objects, or you can use some sort of an IDE and um, uh, some sort of a visual editor to start putting these things together. And so one of the basic pieces of Andromeda was um, we wanted to invite the next, you know, maybe the next 20% of the ecosystem into to an environment that they can create in with the bar being somewhere around being really good at Excel. So you don't really need to know Rust or all these like low level primitives and all this, you know, memory management and optimization. All this stuff has been um, put into a library that you can then drag and drop in our no code builder to build all these different systems out. And you don't need to know what an unsigned integer is or a, or a Boolean operator or you know, any of these kind of things. You, if, you're, if you're good with Excel, if you have that level of technical ability, then you can start creating value inside of Andromeda on day one. That is a really, really big piece here. That unlocks a ton of value in a lot of people that are sitting on the sidelines right now saying, man, I wish I knew Rust, I wish I, wish I knew how to program, but I can't, so I've got to wait for, you know, for the, for the developers to get around to me until they can service me. Heck, I can service myself now, and that's a huge, huge boon for, um, for the entire Web3 industry. Um, that we have out there. It, it invites the next 20% of the users out there to come in and start building. Uh, and the third question, Carter, I forget which one that was. Uh, how protocols, what it looks like for protocols to interact with. Interact oh, with. yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so this is the, the beauty of, of the architecture we have is no protocols don't have to change a single thing. In other words, like any protocol that has been launched for three years and the team has gone away and it's stable and there's no not even maintenance being done on it, nothing needs to be changed with that protocol for it to be um, compliant or, or operable with, with Andromeda. So what we do is we have this, this layer that we build on top of all those protocols, and that's the, the user space that we're bringing. And that allows for, um, for any of the objects, the Andromeda digital objects, to be able to connect to those protocols as they are right now with no modifications. So, um, so everything still works as is. We're not, we're not trying to change everybody below us. That's, if, if, you're doing, if, you're, if that's a requirement, you're going the wrong way. Um, you know, it, I really can't come up with a good analogy for it, but imagine having to like change the frame of a car in order to change a, a, a part on, on the on the engine. You know, you can't you, you can't you can't re-architect the entire car just to to modify one piece. So we slide right on top, we're the next layer above, and um, and this this allows the proto the um, the different protocols on the chains to to communicate with one another through our through our application framework. Um, we call this AMP and drop it a messaging protocol. And it's what goes across IBC and connects all these different pieces. So just like you don't need to know, you know what, what version of a web uh, server is on a, on a thing for your browser, same thing with Andromeda, you just use all these things. And all of a sudden, all the chain, all that L1 chain mess, all that gas, all that, all that stuff right there gets kind of kind of pushed to the back, gets abstracted out. And now you start looking at things like, um, like in this case, privacy, you know, you just say like, like, I don't really, um, I don't have an opinion on, on what I'm doing here. I, I just, I would just want privacy. So you, you know, like I said, a minute ago, you right click, you know, uh, add, make, make private and boom, you're good to go. So, um, so from that, from a, from a technical standpoint, that's, that's, uh, that's where we're at. Hey, Cody, since you're, since you're right there, why don't you talk about how all of that integrates with the, with the token? Cause that's the real magic. 
yeah, so uh, you know, you're not a proper Web three um, venture without a, without a token. So um, so our our token does uh, uh, several things. One, it, it it can be used for for gas inside the system. Um, that's obviously a very very low basic. Like there's nothing new there. Everybody's been using tokens for gas for forever. Um, but also for um, for automation. So there's a limited amount of compute space per block per chain. And uh, when you start adding a scheduler, which is a very very like core component in computing, you need a scheduler, something that says, okay, what has priority? What needs to be done now? What can be pushed off till later? Um, we've built a scheduler, and what that does is it allows for the users to build in op, um, automation. And so you can use the token to uh, to prioritize what what tasks need to be done in what order. Um, if you have something that's like, hey, this is just a you know get to it when you can, that's fine. It doesn't cost very much. If you if you're like, dude, I need this thing done every ten minutes, you know, no later than every ten minutes. I need that. Well, you're going to have to pay for that. You're going to need to have priority on that. So there's the token can be used for prioritization inside the automation queue. That's a really big piece. Um, it's also used to pay uh, the developers that have contributed to the system. One of the one of the gaps in the open source software uh, movement that started back in the '90s that I was a, a big part of. Um, we saw you know some great work happen. We saw so much public good happen in the in the in the in the um, Web one and Web two uh, arenas, but there was one really bad part about what the open source movement has done. And it's, it's made it really difficult for developers to get paid. If you're an open source developer, you have to go ask for grants constantly, or you have to go out and, and hope that Microsoft or one of the big five go out there and, and give you a $100,000 grant so you can maintain a, a vital piece of, of, uh, of code that virtually every um, application that Microsoft or Adobe or, or Google publishes uses all this open source software. So what we've done is we've, we've looked at that model and said, okay, well, how do we remunerate the developers? And I'm not talking about having, you know, vendor lock-in where if a, if a developer, you know, produces something that took, you know, 60 hours to create that they get, you know, millions upon millions upon millions of millions, millions of dollars for the next, you know, 25 years. And we're all having to pay this, this gatekeeper for that bit of functionality. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that a, that a developer should be remunerated for their, for their talents, for their time invested, for their hourly work, for their 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 mental, their their educational work that they've put in to build that piece of software, and there's a fair amount there. We can either we can get too heavy or we can get too light, but there's there's a there's a fair amount there in the middle where we should all be paying for it. And one of the one of the pieces that we've all, you know, in this in this um, Web three ecosystem, we've all kind of gotten used to this like whole idea of everything being free, and we want everything to be cheap and free and cheap and free. I think cheap and free are probably two ways that you know two things that we should we should really start to, to to consider and realize that you know there are people out there that 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 donate their time and they should be paid back for what they did. I think there's an ethical piece to that, and so the ANDR token can can be is used as the, the the medium of payment for those developers as things are being used. Now let me let me explain that in a little more detail for people who might be thinking, well, geez, I have to pay for the software that I'm using. Yes, you do technically. However. The cost on that is so, so small. We're talking pennies. We're talking at, at max, maybe a, a nickel or a dime, you know, ten, five or 10 cents for someone to use a, a piece of functionality. And that goes down over time. So or initially, there's a, a faster recuperation for the, for the developer. And over time, that comes down until it's a basically, uh, basically free. Um, all these things need to be paid for. You know, we can sit here and say, well, you know, damn it, why doesn't somebody go out and and write this protocol for me. I need it. I need it. And I'm, you know, it's like, well, are you willing to pay for it? 
And I think we are. I think we all would be. If we sit there and we saw a receipt that said, you know, you're, you know, eight cents is going to this developer, three cents is going to this developer, nine cents is going to this developer. Like you'd say, okay, well, that's cool. And then over time that goes down, but, but that incentivizes the building out of all of these different things that we need that, you know, we don't need to have tokens on every little piece of software that's put out there into the web three. Like not everything needs to be tokenized. Some of it can just be, you know, a pretty simple transaction. If it's something very, very um, basic, like a splitter contract that splits funds, right? Like how nice would that be if we just had a, uh, the functionality, just like send funds in here. And then all of a sudden it gets split out, you know, 25, 30, 30, 25, or whatever the, the numbers forked out to, um, having something like that. Instead, we were having to go through and use an Excel spreadsheet and do math on a calculator to like figure out the, the thing. And it's because there's no one, no one's put in the time to build that because there's no, what are you going to tokenize a splitter contract? That doesn't make any sense. So, um, so Andromeda can be used for a lot of different pieces. It's common. It's the, it's the common currency. Um, it gets it can be used in a lot of different ways inside the system, um, and we've only stretched the surface. I think uh, Brendan, one of the other co-founders, and I have, have come up with at least seven or eight different uh, um, ways to be uh, to use the ANDR token. Um, but we're we're you know, obviously we're we're focusing on them sort of in a waterfall pattern. What we think is is most needed first. I think it's one of the most interesting parts of Web three is that you know compute space is. There's there's a limited amount, right? In terms of in terms of blocks, so there's always a scarcity there, um, and so the software, all these different software things are competing for that space, and and that makes the the software like the ability to kind of transfer that economic value back to builders is is a lot easier, uh, I think, than in in kind of the more web two world back in the day. Um, tell us about the Andromeda App Store and what what the vision is there. Yeah, so um, so this is kind of a new concept. So with our Andromeda digital objects, these are bit, bite-sized bits of functionality that you can stitch together. So think of them as the atoms and think of an, uh, an app as a molecule, right? A molecule is made up of multiple atoms, just like an app is made up of multiple ADOs. And this is the part where we get into the no-code builder and the, the easiness, um, the, the ease that you can uh, build more functionality inside of this with really just the the technical abilities of, a, of a, an Excel, you know, someone who's really good with Excel. Uh, and so an app is, is a configuration of these different ADOs that are in that, in that uh, piece. And those, that, that configuration can be deployed and you can send that to a friend. You can sell it on the marketplace and say, hey, I created a, a trade strategy or I created this nice little function here that like will we'll do X, Y, and Z. And really the sky's the limit because it's, it's a design space that's larger than anything we've seen in Web3 for users to come in and and start creating. I think the the tools that we are going to bring, we are bringing to market um, are really going to make people go, "Wow, this is boy, this is different. How does this work exactly?" Because there's there's a there's a uh, a bit of a leap of of understanding that needs to happen. There's going to be a moment where you kind of realize what this Andromeda thing is and you go, "Okay, this is not like any other product out there. This is this is different. This is a and and <laughs> Uh, this allows for all of my intentionality to be put on chain and we can start operating. Wow, this is, this is crazy stuff. So I think that's, that's, that's where we're headed um, with this piece. Those apps are, um, are all based on, on chain. So there's, there's, um, we haven't broken any of the, the sacred you know, crypto um, uh, rules or the decentralization or disintermediation rules um, out there. So with the, with the ADOs, there's always, you know, you're kind of, building up these baseline building blocks of verbs that can then be stitched together by by these builders what 
what kind of what, what ADOs have been built and, and what do you think are the most important ones that haven't been built that you think are key to kind of giving the utility and design space for, for these interesting applications to be built? You know, the, the, um, uh, I mentioned a second ago about the splitter contract or the splitter ADO. And that was one of the first ones we created because we, it was kind of a proof of concept and we knew we were going to use it a lot. It's a really good, really cool piece to, 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 to work with. Um, and it's something that doesn't exist out there in the wild right now. And for, for years, for, you know, six, seven years, I've been wondering why there isn't like some sort of splitter contract and why do I have to bring everything into a wallet and use a calculator on the side to like send things out? Why can't this just be automated? It just made no sense to me. Um, and so um, let's, let's talk about that one for a second. That's, that's a, a, a really important piece. You, you send funds to it. You can, you can be weighted. You can do it equitably. So if you have you know, three different wallets you want to send to or three different users or three different protocols, or really the inputs and the outputs don't matter because, because we have a common, we have that common AMP um, protocol that connects everything through. So, um, so that's the, uh, that's the piece there to the, the ADOs that are needed. Um, really, it's it's building the adapters. You you build a single adapter, um, and um, you build a single adapter for each protocol that's out there. So Shade would need probably probably multiple because you have multiple products inside of Shade. So um, you'd probably need a, a a real simple translator from what Shade does with say lending. There's a real quick. It's just a translator. There's not a whole lot of logic. Um, we've built the SDK so that it's real easy for a uh, a protocol out there to to supply an ADO that plugs right in with no no changes needed to the underlying uh, contracts. Um, so it's, there's a lot of those pieces, and then it's a lot of the glue in between. So a lot of the 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 um, the tools out there that are kind of um, agnostic or or generalized. So like a splitter can be used for anything, right? So if you sent funds to Shade and you said, hey, I want to recollateralize um, uh, loan like all my loans at 30% of whatever I'm sending to it. 50%, I want to go in and I want to swap to, to Shade Token. And then the other 20%, I want to go Mint as, uh, Silk, something like that. Um, you could basically set that up into an app you, uh, uh, an app you built yourself because that's your own private trading strategy. You could always you know, ship that off to a friend if they wanted to use it, but um, you have your own particular percentages and stuff. Um, so uh, I think a lot of those kind of pieces, a lot of that, all of that glue between, if you wanted to do some sort of a com comparison between the price of Bitcoin and the price of you know, uh, Ethereum and use that as a, as a, um, you know, whatever the ratio between those two is, is the percentage you want to do something else. Or if there's, maybe you want to do like a, uh, uh, 30 day window on, on, on Bitcoin and find out the average price of the last 30 days and use that as an indicator, or you could pop over and hit up a, uh, an Oracle inside the system and say, what is the price of oil? You know, there's like you, if you think about someone who's working in an Excel-like environment with that sort of technical ability, it'd be really nice to be able to say, hey, what's the price of oil? Instead of having to worry about like all this rust code to go do that. Like, why don't we just generalize a lot of the stuff so that we can repackage it for reuse and then anybody can use it. And that's kind of the mantra behind um, uh, around Linux. You build all these little all these little commands on the command line and you can stitch them together really easy. But um, let me let me comment on that real fast. Um, our no code builder is, is, is drag and drop easy. It is in the, in the browser. This is not a, a CLI based, um, application. We do have a CLI for the power users, for the guys who really want to get, you know, low level and, and debug. But, um, but for the average, like I said, the, the average Excel user, 
Um, the drag and drop interface is super easy. You literally have a menu, you've got all the different ADOs, you drag them and drop them, you connect them with little lines. It makes total sense. Um, it's 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 uh, foolproof easy. And, um, and it's pretty remarkable when you realize that you're dragging around all these different objects that have all this rust code behind them and everything is taken care of on the back end. So if you wanted to grab a protocol from from another chain and bring it into your into your application into your canvas, you just drag and drop it in there, and Andromeda takes care of all the IBC connections and all the compatibility issues and all that stuff behind the scenes that is a real pain in the ass for most most uh, operations. You know, Andromeda solves that. So man, this is it, it. Always gets me just unbelievably stoked to kind of hear just how broad the design space is is going to be over the years. Um, but with with that design space. Um, it wouldn't be a level-headed, level-headed Web3 discussion without a conversation about security um, and kind of like the levity of that. So, you know, if you think about an operating system on a computer, it's like what's at stake is, you know, the, da the data on the computer, if, there, if there's some sort of um, vulnerability and, and maybe the access that that computer has to other, other databases, right? Um, and so Andromeda is really making an operating system, but for finance. Right. And that's that's the levity of that. And what's at stake is, is huge. So what's your philosophy and approach to security, considering the stakes are maybe even higher than something like um, the traditional operating system? Yeah, that's uh, that's a, a great way to put it. You know, um, we look at computers, you know, we look at database, you know, when you hear about. Google getting hacked or Yahoo or, or, you know, Bank of America or whatever getting hacked. Um, even in the case of, of banks, like people don't hack banks and then take money. That's, that's not, that's usually not what happens. It's usually PID, personally identifiable information. Um, and which has a value, you know, there's there, or you can find trade secrets or, 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 you know, you can steal code that's, you know, uncompiled code, um, source code. Um, there's all kinds of stuff you can steal if you break into a system that way. However, like you just said, um, these systems, there's actual monetary value. Like that file on that hard drive actually is worth something and it's, there's only one of them. Um, the, the, um, this blockchain Web3 experiment that we're in the middle of um, you know, has made us real, it's, 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 it's forged the, the value and the computational asset classes together. And so um, having an operating system uh, it does a couple of things. It opens up some new doors, some new new arenas for um, for uh, security auditing, and that is uh, around the agent-based model stuff. So that's kind of a higher level of of um, of uh, auditing and and security concerns. But lower level, um, what we what we're able to do is if we once we harden that AOS kernel kernels the every every operating system has a kernel. It's it, whether it's on your phone or in your laptop or your PC or your refrigerator, there's always a kernel and that's a centralized um, bit of code that is hardened, meaning it, it's been battle tested. It's got, it's it's the most, um, it's usually the slowest to update because you don't want to be changing a lot of stuff. Um, you don't want to change the foundation of your home, um, you know, after you've built place, after you've moved in. So that's something that kind of moves a lot slower, but it hardens over time. And the resiliency and the anti-fragile um, anti nature of uh, programming of these of these different systems um, uh, is is kind of pushed out there. So so that's the, uh, that's kind of the approach. That's the that's the schema. 
But um, on our side, we're, we're, we're double auditing with, with two great auditing partners, um, top flight, absolute, absolute bosses in the space when it comes to auditing, um, getting these things double checked. Um, you know, and, and of course, there's, there's, you know, when you're building something new like this, there's always going to be, um, there's always going to be um, room for improvement on the auditing side and, and learning learning new things. Um, there's no way to get around that. Uh, we can borrow a lot from the past, but um, you know, we, we feel pretty confident in what our, what our auditors are looking at um, and uh, making sure there's no, um, no attack surface that's, that's uncovered basically. Amazing, well, thanks for kind of walking us through the security posture. I, I have one more question and then I'll, and then I'll hand it over to Red because I'm sure he's just chomping at the bit and then maybe we can shift back to privacy briefly and then we can maybe talk about um the 28th and what's going to be going on there but so like i guess my my last question is you know we're we're going into 2024 and like you guys have been just grinding for years now so what what keeps you up at night like what what's the thing that's just like that the energy and the excitement of the thing that just keeps bouncing around in your head uh as as you continue to push this this project forward <laughs> okay so so um there's one thing i want to say right now but uh but um mant on the call will kill me if i if i went into it he knows exactly what i'm talking about um the uh you know when you when you have the software in your hands and you've played with it on on testnet and you've seen it you've lived it you've been working with it for two years and it's at a place that is um you know stable it works it's been it's been tried you know it's 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 gone through the paces and you can finally see like the vision after two and a half years of building of what it actually looks like. You see it and you go, holy shit, that is that when, when the, when the world sees that it's going to set off a, it, it's going to, it's going to amaze people because of the, the, how different it is, how, how impactful it is. And like, it's a reimagination of what can be, what is possible on these, on these distributed ledgers. Um, you know, this, this, there was, there's a, we, we approach each blockchain as if it's a computer. We don't look at them as distributed ledgers and, 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 you know, a set of validators behind them. And we know all that kind of stuff, but we look at these as just, they're, they're literally distributed computers. So if you look at a computer and you, and anywhere you see blockchain, just replace it with, with the word computer and start looking at it that way. It's a computer that we all share. It's distributed. It's virtualized across many, many validators. But at the end of the day, the damn thing is a computer. It computes. Um, and so what we, we need to look at it. And we, once we started looking at it that way, we realized, well, that's where an operating system comes involved. Like we eventually, these things are going to get, you know, um, to a point they're going to need an operating system, which they have. And, you know, this couldn't be done on Ethereum. This damn sure couldn't be done on Bitcoin. Like there's, you know, there's second, you know, first generation was Bitcoin, second generation Ethereum, third generation, we get into the cosmos. Um, and this is like probably the earliest time in Web3 that an operating system could be deployed. So, um, you know, if you look at these, if you look at these computers, these blockchains, they look a lot like computers from the 1960s, right? They look like really, 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 really slow um, computers from the 1960s. We're talking about, you know, thousands of transactions per second, like, or hundreds, you know, even. Um, and so we really need to think of them like that. And it, you couldn't build an operating system for those types of mainframes back in the 1950s. Linux or Unix rather didn't come around to like 1969. So we feel like we're right in that area. It's kind of hard to make direct correlations with time uh, when it goes back to that. But if you look at them that way, it makes a lot more sense. Oof. I love it. I, I love whenever history gets pulled in. It really uh, 
the, the parallels are exciting because what it, what it means is there's there's so much further to go that we we've only we've barely peered over the edge of what's possible and um it's also exciting when it's when when it's the opportunity to be first like what andrama is doing is it's so i think you guys are literally like five ten years in the future like it's it's, it's and and so to be able to just like begin to peer over the veil of what's going to be possible well it's, just, it's awesome yeah there's yeah first mover gets a gets a big advantage and you know to be honest um you know the guy who uh, i forget the guy who wrote who did myspace i'm sure he got a pretty good payout early on but um you know being first in this thing and, and trailblazing and setting the tone uh, above all, just a, uh, an honor to be able to, to to build a team to be able to do that and uh, and be the first to build an operating an on chain operating system for Web three. Well, I've I've been able to satiate a lot of my curiosity, which which my curiosity about Andromeda is is actually pretty boundless. I, I think it would take a sitting down at a coffee shop and talking for eight hours to to truly get to to the bottom. But I will now hand it over to Red because I know Red's one of the most excellent listeners I've ever I've ever met, and I know he definitely is locked and loaded with some good questions. We'll ha- we'll let him shoot off a couple, and then we'll circle back to um to Shade Swap and the listing. Yeah, this has been a phenomenal learning experience uh, for me, and I hope for others in the crowd. Um, as far as composability is concerned, I think what Andromeda is doing with uh, the Andromeda operating system and the ADO seems. It does seem like the next natural progression for um, for furthering composability of of different financial opportunities or really any uh, functionalities that applications uh, perform. And I can't help but think about uh, the specific benefits of uh, the integration of Shade products and and Secret Network. Um, and I guess for Secret Network, more uh, thinking about like the privacy as a um, service narrative. Um, I loved what you guys were talking about in relation to like being able to have these different components um, and being able to, you know, add that option of privacy for anyone who wanted it just because, you know, this component is part of, you know, this, this privacy um, ADO is available to any application that's um, u- utilizing Andromeda's uh, services. Um, you know, it, it makes me think about like, some of the issues or hurdles that were experienced by teams that uh, Shade Protocol and I'm sure many other uh, secret network dApps have encountered while investigating and and sort of uh, trying to work through the discovery phases of integrations. Um, you know, obviously, secret network is and uh, secret smart contracts are different than vanilla Cosmosm smart contracts and. Um, I can't help but think about the possibilities here of being able to have one of these modular components that existing dApps built elsewhere can t- kind of just plug and play to be able to provide um, what's needed to naturally integrate uh, without having to change. Like you, the the analogy you gave of like needing to change the whole body of a car to change a small piece uh, for the engine um, that personally really resonates with me. Um, so yeah, my, my mind is just, or like the gears in my head are just turning with the possibilities this unlocks. Um, because you know, as, as builders uh, within a uh, privacy-preserving smart contract platform, um, I know we've, we've talked about this a, a decent bit, but what Shade Protocol has built, um, we feel is the most comprehensive 
uh, an advanced private DeFi ecosystem that's available. And we want to continue to help uh, proliferate the, the ability um, for individuals to incorporate privacy into their DeFi opportunities. Um, obviously, we'd love for them to use our products, but you know, privacy is a human right. And so everyone deserves to have the ability to interact with this. And yeah, just think Andromeda is going to actually be a really, really uh, pivotal um, piece of the puzzle to increasing, let's say, the surface area that privacy, uh, you know, privacy preservation has within DeFi and, and, and all the other niches in crypto. And, and, you know, like I've been saying, it's, it's in, in, in our operating system, you know, what, if you're on, if you're on a, uh, you're playing a game on another, on another app, uh, another uh, blockchain inside the cosmos, that's IBC connected, like literally you just the interface, you right click on the object in your, in your assets and your, you know, on your, on your virtual file system. And you just literally like make private, like it's literally just right click, make private. And boom, it's taken care of. And for the most part, the user doesn't even really know that it's secret that's doing it. The, op the operating system says, hey, look, we're going to take care of that for you. Make it private. Make it secret on, you know, in the background. And that all happens. And the user just goes, cool. I go about my day. I don't have to sit here and read about, oh, you know, well, you know, how does all this work? And if I move it over there, do I have to unwrap it or do I wrap it? Oh, I didn't realize that. You know, there's all that technical stuff that we all daily have to go through. We have to learn this stuff. It's it's difficult. What if it was just as easy as right click, make private? Holy crap, wouldn't that be nice? That's what Andromeda brings to the entire Cosmos ecosystem. Right? Yeah, I'd love to jump in here and talk about what this means from the secret network's perspective as well, if you guys don't mind. Yes, don't mind. have at it, Patrick. All yours, sir. There's there's just so much alignment with what Andromeda is building and what secret network is trying to do right now with our privacy as a service initiative. Um, you know, secret has the ability to provide private computation to other blockchain networks through cross-chain protocols, but sometimes it can be hard to build these things. And anything we can do to provide tools to, to developers to make it easier to build these things is great. That's what we want to do. We just, we just want to make the development process as easy as possible. And you know that's exactly what Andromeda is doing by providing these ADOs, these Andromeda digital objects they're building blocks for dApps. And so Secret Network is, has been talking to the Andromeda team for quite a while now, and we've been planning some ADOs alongside our own privacy as a service building blocks that we've been building kind of on our own. We're hoping to turn them into ADOs once Andromeda goes live on mainnet. And I think is really going to help a lot with the development of interchain apps that make use of Secret Network's privacy as a service. You know, you can build an application on Juno or Neutron or Osmosis or wherever, anywhere in the interchain you want to build an application and do that. And then you can throw in an ADO building block and add some kind of private computational secret into your application with without much coding, without much additional work. You know, you just drop it in there. It's good to go. So we're really excited about seeing this go live and seeing the applications that get built because of this. It's, I just can't help but think that like the Cosmos SDK made it incredibly easy to spin up essentially a, a computer, like a standalone computer. It's, it, it represents a distributed network, but a standalone computer. And then Andromeda is kind of this next step of making it incredibly easy to have all these 
unique computers interact with each other, have them all talk to each other and work together and make that process seamless. So it's just, it's, um, it's, oh man, this, these next two years is going to be just so exciting for Andromeda. And then like Secret Network specifically positioned as that private compute computer within this broader set of computers that can all talk to each other via the Andromeda operating system. What, what a, what a beautiful two years ahead of us. Yeah. I feel like we're still, so that, we're still so early in the, like the IBC thesis cross-chain dApps, you know, we've been trying to build these cross-chain dApps, but some of the tooling available right now is still kind of rough and it's complicated. So the more tools we get to make that easier, I think we're going to see some really amazing complex cross-chain dApps that just kind of abstract away all of that cross-chain functionality. And for a user, all they see is an interface and they use the application and maybe there's like three different blockchains that they're communicating with in the background, but they don't have to think about that. They just use the application. And have your builders not have to be, you know, these rust cosmosm experts, but instead we can have a, a layer, a layer above that, um, that, so we, we, we unleash the builder space from, you know, a hundred people to instead a thousand, 10,000, a hundred thousand people. Right. Um, and you're always going to need those like rust cosmosm people to keep building out key primitives and key functionalities. But the vast majority of apps and utilities are going to come from people building on top of something like Andromeda. Like, I think that's just like the inevitable next migration and part of the story. Um, to now, I'll go for it. Well, I was just going to say, Carter, that uh, I've seen this in a different world. And uh, I, I, I tell the team often that, we're, again, we're repeating history. And what's happening right now with this Shade, Secret, Andromeda partnership and this privacy focus is going to show others the way because it's going to become so easy to add privacy to whatever you're doing that others are going to say, I want that too. So this is the beginning of the beginning. You, know, you said it well there, Carter, that we're, you know, there's, we're at the beginning of this, but this is the beginning of the beginning that we're about to show the world how easy it is, if done properly, it is to add different functionality to the entire ecosystem. So this is really exciting. I saw this as a fighter pilot uh, in the airplane that I flew. And as soon as we showed the first version of what we're doing right now with the Shade, Secret, Andromeda piece, it exploded. So this explosion, you're right, it is gonna, it's still going on right now. Uh, so this explosion of the next two years is just the beginning. This will probably go on for 10 to 15 years as people see how easy it should be and how much easier it is if they uh, can get adoption, get usage, volume, all the things that matter you know, with, uh, with tokenomics and exchanges and you know, keeping your token alive. Making it easier is the answer, not complicated, not complex, but making it easier. Simple, simple, simple. So I, I really like what I'm hearing here. One could say you have to look to history to build the future in some ways. Absolutely. So we got we got six minutes left here. I guess I'll, I'll briefly just say um, we'll have more content coming out in in the next like seven days. We ha I have a standalone uh, video where me and Cody go forty minutes deep. Actually, probably deeper than this to a degree. Buffer for power users. So really, really good conversation there. Um, and on December 28th, the ANDR token uh, will be going live. 
uh, on ShadeSwap with liquidity. So for anyone that's super excited to get their hands on some ANDR, um, you know, whether you want to stake it or whether you want to go and use it uh, as, as a builder, that's going to just be a, a great, great opportunity to acquire it uh, for the first time in that, in that trading experience. And of course, like all tokens, all these SNP tokens, like ANDR and Shade, um, are, are privacy preserving in terms of their, uh, their balances and their transaction history, which is, I think, like a really interesting like, start. Uh, I can't think of another Cosmos token that wasn't Seeker Network native that is prioritizing privacy out of the gates to this degree. So it really shows how much the Andromeda team supports privacy. So if you're someone in this space or listening to this recording, like be sure to support this team. Be sure to you know join the Andromeda community because we have you know fellow privacy advocates and builders over there, um, and and we want to be a part of their story just like they want to be a part of uh, our story. So um, yeah, yeah, Carter, Carter, as I've been saying, you know, early bags deserve privacy. Early bags deserve privacy. Someone slapped that on a T-shirt. I'll buy it. <laughs> I mean, how cool is it as well that you can have you know, private price discovery, um, it, you know, like outside of, like you said, like native SNP 20 tokens. I don't think there has been a, you know, initial listing uh, on DEXs that provided this level of privacy preservation for their token holders. So, yeah, I mean, you can think of the plethora of reasons why you might want to keep uh, your balances and transaction histories uh, private as a as a supporter of a uh, protocol or someone you know just like yeah I'll, I'll let you guys as uh, minds run wild there but um, I, I'm personally really excited to see that and love that uh, the Andromeda team is um, as big of a privacy advocates as we are so excited to see what this uh, how this matures in the future. We're definitely principled. That's that's for sure. As a whole team, we're 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 definitely we have our. There's a um, uh, a publication that we did about uh, maybe I'll think about a year ago. It was our 25 point thesis, and it covers privacy and all these you know sort of um, philosophical and ethical um, stances that we take on on how we how we see the future of Web three. It, it's a really good. It's on our Medium uh, account for Andromeda Protocol. Go go check that out. It's a really good read. It's it's pretty heavy stuff. Um, there's 25 points in there that that are um, really well articulated. Um, Brendan, one of the other core contributors, uh, spent a lot of time putting that together, and it's it's um, it's been kind of a guiding light for the project. So if you're interested in, in to see where our principles are and what our what our beliefs are, that it's all it's all there. Love that you guys laid that out. Um, I know that was one of the things that initially drew me to the Shade Protocol white paper. Like right when I first discovered Shade Protocol, is like laying out the principles that your protocol or project are founded on and you know keeping yourself accountable um helping the community your supporters uh keep the contributors accountable um i think that's a phenomenal way to start so i'm excited to read that you said it's on uh on your medium uh for um if you search for andromeda macro thesis it show up uh on Gotcha. Andromeda macro thesis. Cool. Let's get that. Um, if you want to reply to this Twitter space, Red, maybe if you want to get that added as a link, just so that other people can also give that um, a read. That being said, we have we have a, like a minute left here. Let's uh, open it up, Patrick. If it's cool with you, if we open this up for questions for any 
community members and then we can we can wrap things up from there yeah for sure we can run a few minutes over if needed so if, if you're in the audience and you have any questions about andromeda and what they're about or shape protocol or any of that uh feel free to raise your hand we'd love to hear from you guys always appreciate um audience participation and um yeah feel free to raise your hand and we'll we'll bring you up on stage while we're waiting just want to point this out there you guys did a killer job with your educational materials and docs uh, for anyone that wants to learn a little bit more about andromeda and like really digestible pieces check out their landing page they've got a bunch of really great uh short clips that cover a lot of their uh a lot of the main value propositions and explaining like the key components of andromeda so just a hats off to you guys on that yeah, thanks a lot. Shout out to Abby. Uh, she's there in line three on my uh, my screen. So thank you, Abby. Like we have welcome a question, uh, Sadelson. <laughs> Alex, nice to meet you, Alex. Yeah, hey guys, how are you? Um, <laughs> I, I'll be very quick. I just wanted to say congrats. It's super. You know, I'm stoked to see that happening. You know, I mean, obviously we've been in contact. We've talked to both Shade and Andromeda. And we want to do more with Andromeda, as, as Patrick uh, mentioned. Just wanted to congratulate you. It's awesome to see like a native token to be launched uh, on Shade. Uh, that's that's super cool, and we want to see more of that. And it shows the momentum that we're getting. So you know, uh, keep it, uh, keep keep up the great, great, great work. And you know, I'm so excited to be part of of this and and you know working with all of you uh and yeah happy holidays and happy new year guys that's all thanks alex appreciate that thank you alex and and it's it's good to note that um we build on the shoulders of giants so shade protocol would not exist without alex's team and the great work over at secret labs so huge shout out to them and their continued um, progression of Seeger Network as a as a tech stack. Um, there's just a, the amount of discipline, work ethic over on the Secret Labs team is is mind blowing. Uh, they do not get enough credit. I think they are a top three team easily in Cosmos. So just um, thank you, Alex, for all your hard work as well. Sure, thank you, thank you so much. Hey, let me do a little, little bit of the promo uh, work here. The, uh, the DEX goes live, uh, the LP goes live on the 28th of December at uh, 1 p.m. UTC GMT. So that's 7 uh, a.m. Central, 8 a.m. Eastern, 5 a.m. Pacific. Um, if you want to go and look at the, uh, the operating system, go to andromedagalaxyquest.com. And if you want to go read our white paper or our tokenomics paper, it's andromedaprotocol.io. Motherfucker screaming out loud, looking for mercy before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey. What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve mentality stuck in the burbs. I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works, and we'll see what other kinds of trash is under the dirt. We rape and plunder the earth, sit and wonder about the worth and plate. Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served. Motherfuckers walking around here looking faceless, trying to make a living selling friendship bracelets. Dead ants dragging out the max amount of payments. Red down days got them acting all bankless. Yo, fam, what? Check these tokenomics. They probing this bear, flexing broken honest. I had to lay my soul down. I'm just roasting honest. And then to end a long day, 11 bowls of chronic. Never known to pop.
politic I was born to frolic It's been my policy to pollinate all over the plot We got a lot of apologists jumping in at the top We like to measure their velocity before they hit rock bottom Over impossible loss, it's all moss And I'm liking the odds Fondue in the morning, forming mycological bonds Flick the cap, yo, the road is highly involved Flip a coin, diary falls Motherfuckers screaming out loud looking for mercy Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse, misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the burbs I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt We rape and blunder the earth Sit and wonder about the worth and play Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served Trying to figure out the max amount of dinner lay Stacked in non-toxic Just to get a better place Smacking on the hostage Like the shit is played for keeps Clowns, white knight, and all these Maybelines. They call it implausible When model after model keeps on Ripping off the coat and going full throttle Eats, tearing apart your community All these low-hanging fruits Bearing zero liquidity Got a planet in reach Coming standard to each I'm on the back ten stargazing after the siege Commanding all the management to grab a few seats And then we'll round up the beasts And send a messenger east Y'all better sign a release When I'm bumping these beats Hands up if I got motherfuckers drumming the streets Yo, we got a few dubs We got a couple defeats And if you're coming for the king You better have some of each Motherfuckers fuckers screaming out loud Looking for mercy Before they find themselves Working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the verbs I'll be numbing up first Before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of treasures Under the dirt We rape and blunder the earth Say and wonder about the worth and play Ring around the rosy While the thunder is served Two spaces.